Hi, this is Denise from PsalmsCast. This month, each day until at least the 24th, there will be bonus content. If the saying, Jesus is the reason for the season makes you think, yes, yes, Jesus is what it's all about, but actually living that out and setting aside time to focus on Jesus often just doesn't happen, then I encourage you to join me on a journey through December 24th. There is so much more to be had in December than the trappings of culture and the trappings of traditions. No, I'm not being grinchy. All of that can be lots of fun to participate in if it does not cause burden and discourse in the lives of you and your loved ones. How sad that for some people, all they will ever know about Jesus is this idea that he was born on December 25th. How sad that they do not know there is so much more than a babe that was born in a barn, in a manger, and there are a lot of songs and stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of happenings and goings and comings and stress because everything just has to be perfect. Life is messy. And yikes, we were all totally lost until the day God overshadowed a young woman who had never been with a man. Oh, she was betrothed to Joseph, which means engaged, but they were not married yet. And this miraculous child was growing inside of Mary. Yes, Jesus was born in the humblest of circumstances, and that birth happened all alone, just the two of them, a long, long way from where they lived. The birth happened in what was probably equivalent to a cave that stored animals, but God, he's God, and he made a major announcement that was witnessed by a bunch of shepherds who were awake in the middle of the night. Jesus lived in our body with all of our emotions and he never sinned. He ultimately gave up everything, including his life, so that you and I could be saved. Yes, Jesus, he lives. The book of Luke is a gospel written to a person who knows pretty much nothing about God, the only true God, the God who created the world and life and well everything. So this journey through the only book of the Bible that was not written by a Jewish person explains in a way that you and I, the common average person, can grasp. And what can we learn new today about how all this matters in our life? Yesterday's quick recap of the third chapter of Luke, basically this is about John the Baptist and how he literally prepared the way. He, talk, he called people to repentance and said, come be baptized. And as he was baptizing the people, as Jesus came to the river, he also was baptized by John. And no, John did not want to baptize him. And yet Jesus said that he needed to be baptized. He didn't do it because he needed to repent from sin because Jesus did not sin. Jesus was baptized so that you and I would know the importance of being baptized. The remaining portion of the third chapter of Luke is the genealogy of Jesus from the point in time where God created Adam, who was born next, who was born next, who was born next. Then we have Abraham, and then we have Isaac, we have Jacob. It continues on and on. Then we come to King David, 
And it was God who told King David that there would be somebody in his family who would be the king over all the earth. And yes, that is Jesus. So that's how we get from Adam all the way to Jesus. And we do see that Jesus is the king over all. So let's dive into chapter 4. It's such an important chapter about Jesus preparing for his earthly ministry. Today's reading is from the Amplified Bible Classic Edition, which is known as the AMPC. If you want to follow along as I read, jump over to BibleGateway.com. Luke 4 When Jesus, full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led in by the Holy Spirit for during forty days in the wilderness desert, where he was tempted, tried, tested exceedingly by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were completed he was hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, ordered the stone to turn into a loaf of bread. And Jesus replied to him, It is written, Man shall not live and be sustained by on bread alone, but by every word and expression of God. Then the devil took him up to the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the habitable world in that moment of time, in the twinkling of an eye. And he said to him, to you I will give all this power and authority and their glory, all their magnificence, excellence, preeminence, dignity, and grace, for it has been turned over to me, and I give it to whomever I will. Therefore, if you will do homage to and worship me just once, it shall all be yours. And Jesus replied to him, Get behind me, Satan. It is written, You shall do homage to and worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the gable of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down from here, for it is written, He will give his angels charge over you to guard and watch over you closely and carefully, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus replied to him, The scriptures say, You shall not tempt, try, test exceedingly the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended every, the complete cycle of temptation, he temporarily left him, that is, stood off from him, until another more opportune and favorable time. Then Jesus went back full of and under the power of the Holy Spirit into Galilee, and the fame of him spread through the whole region round about, and he himself conducted a course of teaching in their synagogues, being recognized and honored and praised by all. So he came to Nazareth, that Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and he entered the synagogue, as was his custom on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read, and there was handed to him the roll of the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened, unrolled the book, and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me, the Anointed One, the Messiah, to preach the good news, 
the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Then he rolled up the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were gazing attentively at him, and he began to speak to them. Today this scripture has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the words of grace that came forth from his mouth, and they said, Is this not Joseph's son? So he said to them, You will doubtlessly quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have learned by hearsay that you did in Capernaum, do here also in your own town. Then he said to them, Solemnly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable and welcome in his own town, country. But in truth, I tell you, there are many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were closed up for three years and six months, so that there came a great famine over all the land, and yet Isaiah was not sent to a single one of them, but only to Zarephath in the country of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and yet not one of them was cleansed by being healed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people heard these things, all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage, and rising up they pushed and drove him out of the town, and laying hold of him, they led him to the projecting upper part of the hill on which their town was built that they might hurl him headlong down over the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went on his way. And he descended to Capernaum, a town of Galilee, and there he continued to teach the people on the Sabbath days. And they were amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. Now in the synagogue there was a man who was possessed by a foul spirit of a demon, and he cried out in a loud, deep, terrible cry, Ah, oh, leave us alone! What have you to do with us? What have we in common, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, muzzled, gagged, and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown the man down in their midst, he came out of him without injuring him in any possible way. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What kind of talk is this? For with authority and power he commands the foul spirits, and they come out and a rumor about him spread into every place in the surrounding country. Then he arose and left the synagogue and went to Simon Peter's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering in the grips of a burning fever, and they pleaded with him for her. 
and standing over him, he rebuked the fever and it left her, and immediately she got up and began waiting on them. Now at the setting of the sun, indicating the end of the Sabbath, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands upon every one of them and cured them. And demons even came out of many people screaming and crying out, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not permit them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ, the Messiah. And when daybreak came, he left Peter's house and went into an isolated desert place. And the people looked for him until they came to him and tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God to the other cities and towns also, for I was sent for this purpose. And he continued to preach in the synagogues of Galilee. Wow, that was intense. I am finding that it is a lot harder to read the gospel out loud. What sticks out the most is when Jesus was dealing with the devil's taunts and his temptations, Jesus did not try to explain or to rationalize with him. Jesus simply stood on the living word, the Bible, the truth from God's law given to Moses after God had freed his people, the Hebrews, from slavery. I'm not sure about you, but gosh, I want to live totally free from slavery and to be able to resist all of the devil and his minions' attempts. I don't want to sin, and yet I often do. And friends, God's word here in the Bible, that is the key. That is the sword by which we cut off the evil ones from creating chaos in our life. I also find it very interesting that demons knew exactly who Jesus was and that he had to rebuke them every single time. And that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. And we will continue the journey tomorrow into chapter 5.